0: Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a free agent pod for the Dallas Mavericks and a little bit for the rest of the league. Um, basically, I want to talk about what the, who the Mavs signed and who I would like to see the Mavs sign forward, who I think they might sign going forward and Stuff like that, but uh, first we will start out with who Dallas pretty much has already signed. Um, so they they brought in Rashard Holmes on draft night. Now those trades aren't quite official until the um, uh, I believe Thursday. So I I don't think the um, I don't think the two Summer League guys can practice At the moment So That it Will hopefully happen Usually when they say they, they, you know, when they do future trades Like that 99, oh, I gotta say 999 times out of a thousand They always go through I do know there might be One that Something might happen, but for the most part, they all, all tend to go through, right? So I fully expect um, Lively and Omax to play Saturday, or at least hopefully, right? And then, like I said, Rashard Holmes will join the Mavs. Now, um, the first person they signed um, was Seth Curry. Uh, you know it's funny it's his third stint uh sort of reminds me of devin harris devin harris kept being signed and then either traded or whatever and signed and traded and he kept coming back it's cool to see seth curry back he's a good player um nothing that really sort of moves the needle but uh you know it's it's obviously it's a it's a side type deal right i mean it's it's just It's not a major deal, but it's a good signing, right? Um, Obviously, it's something that Dallas needed, right? He's better than, to me, he's better than probably um, Tim Hardaway. Uh, He's more consistent, um, saying that, you know, Tim Hardaway's not shy about shooting, but... You know, when Tim Hardaway's on his hot streaks, obviously Tim Hardaway can outshoot just about anybody. The problem is, is when he's on his cold streaks, he can un-outshoot anybody. So I I do like Seth Curry. Some people believe that the signing of Seth Curry will lead to Hardaway getting traded. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out and I'll get into that here in a minute. But the the next one that sort of came out of left field that I, I wasn't expected is the Dante Exum. Um, you know, he was always a a decent player. Like, he wasn't anything to write home about. He wasn't terrible. He just couldn't stay healthy. That was his thing. He just could not stay on the court. Now, the last couple years he's played in Europe, he's been able to stay healthy. Um, so that's sort of a positive type thing. I I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he couldn't stay in the NBA, Is because nobody wanted to take nobody wanted to sign him because he couldn't stay healthy. But like I said, he stayed healthy. It's a one year deal. It's pretty much the minimum. So, you're you're taking a shot, and I don't mind contracts like that, right? It's you're taking a shot on a guy at a minimum. You're you're not using a lot of money. So, I know it's not an exciting um, free agent signing, but it's one of those sort of it could work out he's a decent defender he's probably better than what they've got obviously and he's turned into a decent shooter you know in Europe last couple years so it's it's a good it's a good risk right you're you're not like I said if it doesn't work out his, his contract's up so you don't you know it's a minimum and you're only for one year one year and basically the other two were re-signs um kyrie irving signed for a three-year deal which was um interesting that it was only three years um you know the 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 national people that hate the deal um kind of make me laugh uh, about it because they they if Kyrie would have signed the max go to the Lakers they thought, have been a, they thought it would have been a great deal the fact that he didn't get the max and he only signed for three years and it's not a he's being paid less than guys like Van Vliet and um I believe uh uh who was it? I think Halliburton got more um if I could be wrong about that I, I somebody else got more than Kyrie and I just, I, I find it funny that a lot of guys are, are making, a lot of point guards got signed for more than Kyrie, but yet it's still a bad deal for Dallas. I, I, at that point to me, I think you you just, you either don't like Dallas or you don't like Kyrie. Um, in past pods, I've said if he, if he stays, that's fine, that's great. But if he were to go, I think it would be fine. Like it, it wouldn't have bothered me as much as it would have bothered maybe some other people um I'm totally fine he stay uh, he stays in Dallas I, I'm not one of those people you know I, I think the Bleacher report did a, a live show about why it won't work or whatever and the first thing he says is he thinks it'll work I I, I don't know like it's I to me it, it'll be just fine I, I don't see why people don't think it'll work it's not like Phoenix and I'll get into Phoenix in a minute Phoenix to me, um, I don't think will work that well. So, and um, I'll talk about it, Phoenix, later on in the pod. But I'll also bring up because in the the off season around um, September, I'm I want to do my predictions, and I'll go into Phoenix again. But to me, Kyrie and Luca can do just fine. You know, Luca, Luca can play off the ball, but so can Kyrie. Um, the only reason Luca has the ball so much is. It was the offense that they basically designed. And you can't design an offense around a guy and then not expect the guy to have the ball all the time. Now, I'm not a big fan of the offense. I think they should change the offense. And I'm hoping with Kyrie there, they do change the offense a little more. You know, they only played 11 games, I believe, together. Um, or maybe they played 16. I think maybe they were 5 and 11 when they were on the court together so they may have played 16 games together um that could be i'm not 100 percent on the numbers but i think they were 5 and 11 when both were on the court and they love to point that out but they sort of failed to point out that you know the starting center was dwight powell which i'll get to here in a minute and the starting power forward was reggie bullock um That right there, I don't care who's on your team. You know, they talk about the the teams LeBron played with back, you know, in the in the two thousands and how he oh they he took this team to the finals. They still had Ilgaskis at center, who was a seven foot plus guy who could play basketball. He was a good shooter. They act like Ilgoskis was a scrub. Ilgoskis was not a scrub. And Verajow, who was maybe not offensively gifted, but the guy could defend and he was a true power forward. That front line of Ilgoskis, Vergeau, and LeBron wasn't something to just be, like, oh, these are script. No, I'm sorry, but that's a really good front. I would kill to have a guy as good as Ilgoskis at center for the Mavericks, right? I would love to have a player as good as Vergeau playing the four spot for Dallas, but they just did not have, they had Powell and they had Bullock, two guys who were Fringe NBA players, if you ask me. Like Powell to me is not even an NBA player. I know Powell has his fans. I know Powell has his non-fans. Um, Bullock had a very poor year, like very bad year. He had one good month, but the, as a, the year entirely not good at all. And I, I just would love to move on from that. But the, the biggest problem to me, Dallas faced last year was that front line, and that's the one area that I think they've halfway corrected, and they sort of halfway haven't. So, the um, and let me get my pull up my list. So, Dwight Powell was the other guy they've brought back so far. Um, he got a three-year deal, I believe, like twelve million. So he's making like $4 million a year. Apparently, he turned down money, like $8 million a year at Houston. I don't know if that's true or not. But Powell will be back on this team. Now, um, if Powell were to play under 20 minutes and not at the center position, playing next to a center, because now you have three legitimate centers at this point, um, whether somebody gets traded or not, I don't know. But you're going to have Holmes, you're going to have McGee, and you're going to have Lively. One of those three guys should always be on the court over Dwight Powell. right? Every one of those guys, to me, are better than Dwight Powell. And you know what? Some people might believe that JaVale McGee's is not better than Dwight Powell, but they are wrong. I'm sorry. JaVale McGee is better than Dwight Powell. And if you want to play Dwight Powell at the four, I'm fine with that. Because at that point, you have a bigger front line. You know, you have a seven foot plus guy at center, and then a six ten guy at power forward, and you've got a bigger front line. And so if that's the way they play it, I'm I'm okay with it. And especially because they have done They haven't really done much to um, fix the Reggie Bullock problem because you can't start Reggie Bullock at the four, and I don't think you can start Maxi at the four. So, you know, and we'll get into that here in a minute, but if you want to play Dwight Powell at the four, I'm fine with that. If you want to play him next to Lively and you want to put a veteran like Powell next to Lively to sort of teach him how to play, that's fine. I just, you just cannot start. But if you start Powell at center, you're just reverting back to last year when you didn't make the playoffs. And you can even include those two games that they tried to not win because it doesn't matter if they win those games or not. Oklahoma City still would have gone and Mavericks still would not have. So regardless of... The last two games, the results, Dallas would not have made the playoffs. And it was because they were starting Dwight Powell at center. You will not make the playoffs with Dwight Powell. You just won't. And if you are going, if you're Jason Kidd and you put Dwight Powell out there at center over McGee, over Holmes, over Lively, then you're just asking for another losing season. I don't care how good Luka is, I don't care how good Kyrie is you will not survive getting pounded on the glass and a layup drill every single night. Just a layup drill in the paint. Guys living in the paint. You will not you will not win. You will try to outscore people and you will every once in a while you'll outscore a good team and you'll win a game and everybody'll be excited and say, "See, we told you you could win with Powell, but no, you can't win with Powell. You just can't win with Powell at center." Write it down. You can't. So that that re-signing of powell didn't excite me because i don't trust jason kidd enough to not start him at center like jason kidd jason kidd could not identify the fact that powell and bullock as your front line was atrocious so expecting jason kidd to all of a sudden say oh we have three other centers that can play over powell that are better than powell I just don't have faith that Jason Kidd can see that because he could not see how awful Powell and Bullock were as a front line. So I wasn't excited to see Powell re because of that. And I fully expect Powell to be the starting center. And I fully expect Dallas to lose a lot of games because of that. So, I, you know, it's still... Something I'm very frustrated with, frustrated about, because I just I, I just don't know why you would look at last year's team and say, Yeah, this is this worked, so we're just gonna do it again. I, I just don't know why you would do that, right? I you have the chance to let Powell walk. You have the chance to literally sign anybody else. Ametu is a guy that um, I noticed or I heard went somewhere. Um, I can't remember what team it was. They said he he went to, and I'll, I'll have to maybe go on through. I, I got this list here. They put a list together on uh, NBA.com about um, guys who, oh, he went to uh, um, Phoenix. Metu was a guy I totally would have taken over um, Dwight Powell, and he took a one-year deal from Phoenix so that stuff like that you know prioritizing a guy like powell because he's a good guy over someone who wants to win it's a little frustrating it's very dallas dallas cowboyish back when jerry would bring back these you know 38 year old guys on big contracts and they couldn't afford to do anything else because he was so loyal right and it's just it Stuff like that just frustrated me. So this whole Powell thing annoyed me. Um, I do think Omax will contribute right away for the Mavericks. Um, He's not um, as young as Lively. He's a little bit older, not too much older, but he is a little older. Played a little longer in in college. So I think he has a little more experience, and I think – that can translate, and I th- you think about a guy like Herb Jones, who came into the league and basically concentrated on defending, and was able to make an impact for New Orleans on the defensive end, even as, you know, a rookie, and I think Omax is a guy who can do that, and so I do think Omax will get some minutes um, lively, probably won't get as many, because... Jason Kidd probably won't think he's good enough. He'll think Powell is better, but he's better than Powell in every way. So I don't think Lively will get that many minutes. Um, JaVel McGee is a guy they're trying to move. I don't think they'll be able to move JaVel McGee, even though JaVel McGee's contract isn't that bad. Um, I w- I could argue that Rashawn Holmes' contract is worse than JaVale McGee's. Rashawn Holmes makes twice as much as JaVel McGee. Now, Rashawn Holmes is probably a better player, and I know people are probably listening and saying he is a way better player, and that's fine. Um, he's He can shoot the ball. That is one thing he can do. Uh, you know, I, I know some people are hot and cold on his defense. He's probably a better defender than Powell just because he has size when Powell does not. So that is one thing he does have. But um, I do think they are going to try to move JaVale McGee. And the other name they're talking about moving is Tim Hardaway Jr. So I'm, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday the 4th. And offers to restricted free agents can't be made till the 6th. And so I do believe there's a couple or at least one guy that the Mavericks are interested in. The Boston... Uh, player uh, Grant Williams uh, you know the Mavericks are interested in him uh, you know a report came out that Boston's gonna want a first round pick in a trade for him if they match if that's the case I let Boston match and keep them right if Boston matches they have to keep them and they can't trade them that's like I think that's the rule like if if Dallas offers them x amount of money Boston, if Boston matches, they can't sign him. They can't trade him for at least a year. There's like a rule, something like that. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. So you're gonna have to tell, you know, Boston who has signed. You know, they gave I think um, Porzingis an extension when they traded for him. Um, I don't think they really, you know, they have not only do they have Porzingis, but they have Horford and they have uh, Robert Williams. So Bringing back Grant Williams, I'm not 100% sure they're totally on board with that. I would be willing to bet that they're sort of just bluffing, right? They, um, one of those things where maybe, I don't know, maybe they're trying to get another team to bite, because there's multiple teams interested in Grant Williams. Now, the other player that I would like Dallas to be interested in and I don't know if they are is PJ Washington um, obviously there's a lot of talk on the internet about PJ Washington and Dallas apparently PJ Washington lives in Dallas apparently he unfollowed Charlotte on one of his social media accounts that usually means nothing um, uh, you know it's pj washington to me is a better player than grant williams you know people might argue that grant williams is a better defender maybe a better leader or something i think pj washington's the better player i think pj washington's been on some bad basketball teams um they did make the play in i believe for two years straight but i think they lost um the both like the first game in both play-ins. I think they made it for two years, not this past season, but the two seasons prior. I think they made the play-in in in those years, but they never won any of those games. Um, To me, P.J. Washington's been stuck on bad teams for a long time. Uh, He's obviously not a guy who, I I don't know his value. I, I know there's a lot of teams that would love to have him, but there's not a lot of teams that can afford him you know, maybe that's an advantage for Dallas. Um, I would rather have PJ Washington over Grant Williams. I do think PJ gives more, and I would love to start. Yeah, I, if P, if you signed PJ Washington, it would be. I just think the biggest upgrade you could you could start PJ Washington. You could start probably Rashard Holmes, and you you would have a legitimate front line. You could bring uh, Maxie off the bench. As your backup power forward, um, you could bring Lively and McGee off the bench as your backup centers. You know, if you insisted on playing Powell, you bring him off the bench as your third string power forward, and you actually have real big men at in your front line because the league is going big right now, and you've got to have big men. So. Dallas really needs to hit a home run. Now, if they get Grant Williams and not P.J., I'm totally fine with that. You start Grant Williams, and again, you probably start Grant Williams with Rashard Holmes. Max is your backup, Powell's your third string, and you have your two other centers. Now, they're trying to dump Javel McGee, so I don't know if JaVale McGee's going to be there, and then they try to make Powell their second-string center, which is, again, a big mistake, and he'll end up starting. And I know he will, and it's not going to go well. But that's like I said, that's Jason Kidd. Because um, if Dallas doesn't do so well this year, the fans that didn't want Jason Kidd fired last year are going to want him fired after the next year. If if Dallas gets to a play in and doesn't make the playoffs, and there's going to be a lot of people that think Cuban should sell the team and Jason Kidd should be fired. So. We'll see how that goes, but like I said, if PJ Washington, I think if Dallas got PJ Washington, I do think it would be a pretty much somewhat successful offseason considering the money Dallas had to work with. Um, that's one of the things that I, you know, I didn't quite understand when with like the Lakers, the Lakers were able to sign like ten players. Um, Well, apparently, they only had, like, two players under contract. You you know, LeBron and Davis were, like, about two of their only players under contract. They had a few more, but, like, everybody else, like, their big contracts were uh, expiring. Like, uh, D'Angelo Russell expired. You know, Rui expired. Um, Just the, the guys they had, they all had it. They had all these expiring contracts. So they had, like, almost no roster, whereas Dallas has, they still have, the bad contract in um, Hardaway, who makes almost twenty million a year, you still have Bullock. Bullock that makes almost ten. When Bullock's a minimum, and Hardaway is overpaid. Hardaway should be making what Bullock should be making, and Bullock should be a minimum guy, if not a guy that's not even in the league. So. There, those are two bad contracts. Um, some people believe McGee's a bad contract. I personally, like I said, he's not making a ton of money. I don't think it's that bad of a contract. I, I know a lot of people don't like him. That's fair. Whatever. That's fine. I think McGee can play, and I think six million is not too bad. Um, you know, Rashad Holmes. Like I said, whether you find that a bad contract or not, I don't know. Um, if he plays over Powell, it's not necessarily a bad contract. But again, is he going to play over Powell? I don't know because if he's your backup center. You shouldn't be paying your backup center $12 million a year like that. So I'd rather have McGee at six. So, anyhow, um, Dallas has a lot of bad contracts. They were able to offload Berton's contract, which was a very, uh, a very good deal. And getting lively out of it was a really good deal. And they needed the money to re sign Kyrie. So, um, Dallas didn't have all the money in the world to spend. We all knew that. We knew they weren't gonna be able to go out and get a like a bunch of players. So I think if they were to get PJ Washington, I think it would be more or less a successful offseason. Um, more than I you know, I probably would have expected, and a lot of that has to do with the draft night deals. Because I still think the draft night deals were fantastic deals, and if you don't like those deals, then you're just you're looking for a reason to complain. So, I think the draft night deals were awesome. I think you got two young players that you can. They, I think they did this draft night what they should have done three years ago on draft night. Right? They they're just three years late. So, um, like I said, getting Richard Holmes is nice. And then, and the on, only thing you gave up was two spots in the draft. And you got the guy that I liked anyways. Um, I know some people had other, you know, wants. But I thought Lively is a guy that you can play at center for the next 20 years. And he can play with Luka, and he can block shots, and he can rebound. And while some people are like, well, he can't help you next year. Well, guess what? You're going to have a tough time competing against Denver next year with what's available and what you have to spend so you just got to do best with what you got and I think you know like I said if you can get PJ Washington I I think you've had pretty much a successful offseason with what you were able to with the money you had to spend so and like I said it's not exciting and not that I'm like super excited about everything they've gotten Obviously you always want your team to do more and get more and you see all these guys signing with the same team And you're wondering how that team has all this money and your team doesn't and It's just like I said, it's a lot of a lot of teams don't have the bad contracts We've got and that's the frustrating part or the bad contracts that they've you know accumulated so um, That's one thing that you know, like I said, they, they think they can treat Tim Hardaway if 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 you offer pj or grant williams the 12 million dollar mid-level and they accepted and there's no trade and you basically roll with the team like that i do think this team if it's coached properly coached correctly i do think they can compete for the number six spot to where they don't have to do the play-in when i get to my you know where i think they finish um you know, I, I give sort of a preview of what I, I think I'm going to guess. I think I'm going to put, like, Denver around the best. Probably the best team. I'll probably pick something like Golden State to, to finish second. And I'll talk about Golden State in a minute. Um, I'll probably pick a team like Phoenix to finish third. I'll probably pick a team like the Lakers to finish fourth. And then that fifth spot is the interesting spot where... Um, you know, it's um, looking at some of the other teams, like Sacramento is still a really good team. Uh, I don't think Sacramento will fall off. I think Sacramento will only be better. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies are another team who I think I thought losing Tyus Jones was a really big loss, but gaining Marcus Smart was a really good win. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how you know Memphis could, Memphis might finish higher than, say, the Lakers. You know, I don't know depending on how healthy the Lakers are. So, you know, Dallas will be fighting with teams like Memphis and Sacramento. For that sixth spot they still might not be good enough because those teams will probably be better um, unless they get an mvp type season from luca that's always a possibility I, I do think dallas will be better than teams like minnesota i do think they'll be better than teams like new orleans i do think they could be better than oklahoma city the clippers are i have no idea Because I have no idea if Kawhi is going to play at all. I don't think the Clippers know if he's going to play at all. I just think that Dallas has a a big hill to climb. And it's going to take a really good coaching job to climb that hill. And I just don't know if we have the coach for that. So that's sort of where I'm at with that. But like I said, I, I think both P.J. Washington and Grant Williams can help your team. I think they're both massive upgrades over Bullock. And even if you kept Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. Without trading either of them, like if you did a sign-and-trade with for P.J. Washington and you tried had to try and put a contract together like uh, Tim Hardaway's, whether Charlotte's interested in him or not. And I'll talk about Charlotte here in a minute. Um, whether Charlotte's interested in a guy like Tim Hardaway or not, I don't know. I don't know if they're interested in P.J. Washington. Um, you know, Charlotte drafted Brandon Miller. He played last night. He wasn't bad. He, 18 points isn't terrible. It is a summer league game, his first summer league game. It's he, He's not a bad. It's the second pick, so he's going to get playing time. And they also, from what I understand, they gave Miles Bridges a, like a one-year deal or something, like the qualifying. I, I don't know how they're doing the Miles Bridges thing, but I think Miles Bridges is gonna be back on Charlotte's team next season. But since, you know, Miles Bridges will be back, along with Brandon Miller, along with the, I believe they, um, and I'm gonna look real quick, Last I remember last season, you know, they had the young uh, Biggs, obviously one of them, uh, Mark Williams, was the guy that um, Lively replaced at Duke. And then they have uh, the other guy, the Nick Richards, but both guys, you know, they basically dominated Dwight Powell, you know, on that, you know, in those last couple games that Dallas played. And so they've got their centers, they've got, like I said, they've got Brandon Miller, they're going to have, um, what's his name, uh, 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 thing you, Miles Bridges. And, you know, I just don't think there's room for P.J. Washington. You know, he it says he's 6'7". And I just think, I just think he fits this, this team perfect at, at the four, I, you know. Because you're also going to roll uh, Omax out there. I think he's can play three and four. And if he plays the three, you're just playing a, a bigger, you know, front line. Because, you you know, if you're playing one of your bigs and you're playing a guy like Grant Williams or P.J. Washington and you're playing Omax and you're playing Luka, you know, that's a pretty big team right there. And then it doesn't really matter who you're playing at that fourth spot. So, um I, I just, you know, I, I would love again PJ Washington over the rest. I, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if Charlotte's, like I said, Charlotte's interested in Tim Hardaway Jr. They re signed LaMelo. I don't know how much they're going to be going for it and how much they're going to be just trying to rebuild again with a new owner. So we'll, we'll see, um, you know, Thursday because a move at some point will have to be made. Um, I think Dallas will have to go after somebody whether it's Grant Williams or PJ Washington. I think they will have to go after someone because I just don't think you can just sign Curry and Exum and say successful offseason. I just don't think that's it's I think your team's better than last year, but that's only if you choose to play guys like Lively and Holmes over Dwight Powell. And you're going to have to play omax over reggie bullock i mean you, you cannot start reggie bullock at the four you just can't you're just reverting back to the team you had last year and you just can't do that that's you're just giving up so anyhow when it comes to the rest of the league um there's not you know i can go i can go team by team but i'm not going to spend too much time on any one particular team i'll go real quick uh Oh, and before I do that, the Mavericks Summer League does play Saturday, and it's at 2.30, our central time here in the Dallas area. I do live in the Dallas area, so central time. And I'm excited about it. I think Hardy is going to kill it this year. I think Hardy is going to be better than Scoot. I think – I just think he's going to kill it, and I think Dallas is going to have a fantastic Summer League team. And they play Oklahoma City. I did watch Chet play last night, and he didn't do so bad. Uh, You know, he did put on a tad bit of weight. I think they said 13 pounds, but 13 pounds for a guy, his weight already was a lot. So um, I'm happy for Chet. I hope he gets to play. I wanna see the best players play. So I hope Chet can make it through the season and stuff. Um, Wimbanyana I think, plays Friday. So that'll be fun to see uh, how he, you know, goes up against uh, some of these young guys for Charlotte. So I don't know who's gonna play for Charlotte Um, I didn't watch they apparently they played yesterday maybe also and I I didn't pay attention i like I said Brandon Miller did play I'm interested to see how that sort of plays out we'll see it'll be fun Um, I, I think summer league is fun so I I will watch I'll do post game pod type deal I might not do it Saturday evening but I'll do it Sunday morning something like that so as far as these other teams, I'll, like I said, real quick, I'll kind of go through them, you know, sort of give my opinion. You know, Atlanta traded um, John Collins to Utah, and they got back Rudy Gay. Um, Atlanta really hasn't signed anybody, so I, I don't know what their goal is, <laughs> to be honest with you. They have been underachieving, and in my opinion, um, they got another coach obviously they uh, what's his name came in at the end of the season last year Quinn Snyder um John Collins isn't that bad of a player he's been regressing but I don't know if it's necessarily John Collins's fault that's sort of my whole other that's a whole other pod but i I, I think I think Atlantas sort of regressing here um, so I, I I don't know we'll have to see what uh what transpires with the rest of the, the Eastern Conference, and then when I get my uh, predictions together. I, I don't know where I'm going to put Atlanta. But, uh, you know, Boston, they traded for Porzingis, and they traded away Marcus Smart. Um, I've always liked Porzingis. I, my biggest problem with Porzingis was a number of games played. Uh, he had a really sort of successful season last year, uh, last season when it came to games played. And, you know, I, I do believe he got, a, like, a two-year extension of some sort from Boston. I don't know quite the details on that. I, I could have been I'm a little fuzzy on that. I don't quite remember, and it's not saying. I don't feel like researching it. But I do like Porzingis. Um, Trading away Marcus Smart. Um, I, I, you know, some people don't like that trade, giving up Marcus Smart. You know, he won Defensive Player of the Year, you know, the year pri- season prior. You know, at some point, I will say uh, you can own, like, you have to change. If you're not winning at all, if you're competing for a title and you continually not win it, and you continually put the same team out there expecting to just eventually win it, I just don't like that philosophy. Dallas did it for like five years. They ran the same team out there for five years expecting all of a sudden they were going to win something. They just refused to replace some of the players they had. And it just—it's frustrating to sit there and watch the same team year in and year out not get it done. Now they did not make it to the finals um, that one year of the prior season. Uh, they didn't make it last year. They were beat out by Miami, uh, but you know Miami just had a hot series. And I'll get—I'll get into them here in a minute. But you know Miami overachieved, I, I believe, this year, and I, I don't know if Miami will be able to. You, to me, you, I don't think you overachieved two years in a row. Atlanta overachieved, I feel like, a few years back. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Dallas overachieved, I think, when they made it to the Western Conference Finals. You know, they they played better than their team was. And all it took was one win to sort of overachieve. I knew they were better than Utah, and they beat Utah. Phoenix was the better team. Dallas won their home games. And they just – they. Hounded them in Game 7, but once they got to the Western Conference Finals, it, it was clear that they weren't as good as a Western Conference Final team should have been. Boston was down 3-0. They won three in a row, but eventually lost Game 7. And adding Porzingis, I, I, like I said, I like Porzingis. I think he's a good player. You just have to hope he's there in the playoffs. That's something Dallas could never get, except that his final playoff season there, and then they just put him in a corner because... The offense that they ran was just poor, so um, it ultimately led to uh, Rick Carlisle being let go or retiring or whatever. Uh, Brooklyn, they got Dennis Smith Jr. I think that's pretty cool. I like Dennis Smith Jr. They also got Lonnie Walker. Yeah, he's okay. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be back with Dorian. Uh, Brooklyn, eh, they'll be okay. I think they'll be a playing team. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll talk about them when uh, when the time comes. I just think they're an okay team. They'll win some. They can go out there and they can beat anybody, but they can also go out there and lose to anybody. Um, Charlotte, I talked about them. The only thing they've done so far is given an extension to Lamelo. They haven't really signed anybody, and I I I just don't know what their plan is. So um, it would be neat if Dallas could steal PJ Washington away again. I'm gonna say it. Chicago, they signed. Uh, Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. Eh. I don't know if that really moves the needle for me. Chicago's another team that I feel like is underachieving. They gave a deal, I think, to... uh, They gave a a new contract to Vucevic. Maybe they make the play in again. Probably. We'll see. Uh, Cleveland. They signed George Niang. Eh. They got Max Struess in a sign and trade, you know, something, and it's going to come up when I talk about L.A., Max Struess, it, it sort of reminds me, and, I, you know, I can't think of the guy's name for the life of me. I've been trying to think about it. I haven't really tried to look it up, but a few years back, this guy played for Miami, he was really good. He ends up going to the Lakers. All the Lakers fans were excited and the Lakers stunk, and they, and this guy, he didn't play. He was hurt. And all we ever heard about is, oh, man, if we can get this guy out there, the Lakers are going to do And And when the guy eventually did play or sued up, he didn't even play because he wasn't that good. For me, there's a couple guys for Miami these past few years that, to me, Miami is one of those teams that you – Guys are better on that team than they are when they're on other teams. And this was that, this was This seemed to be the way it was, I felt like, when Rick Carlisle was the coach for Dallas. A guy would come to Dallas, he would have his best years of his career, he'd get a contract, go somewhere else, and he was just sort of a no-show. Uh, hasn't necessarily been that way since Jason Kidd was the coach. Granted, he's only been the coach two years. But it's sort of the way it is when... You know, even with Jokic, you know, it. You have to have those these players like Luca, like Jokic, and you know you can throw Jimmy Butler in there, right? You they just have to be with guys who are winners, and I I think those guys are winners. And you can call me a homer for calling Luca a winner, but I think Luca's a winner. I think he's a top three player in the league. Even Giannis, a lot of people like to dog on Giannis's title. I don't understand why. Winning an, winning an NBA title is hard. I don't care how you think you like how somebody like didn't have to play this. Time. Come on. Give me a break. Winning a title is not easy. Give them credit. They won the title. I, I, I even get the Lakers credit for winning the bubble title. I don't think it's a flawed title. They were a fantastic defensive team, and they kept Anthony Davis healthy. That's why That's why the Lakers made it to the Western Conference Finals they kept lebron and davis healthy they have not been able to do that for the past few years and it's going to be another you know test can lebron and davis stay healthy but i'll get to them in a minute but cleveland they're to me you know darius garland and evan mobley just need to get older right that's their weakness is i feel like two of their best two of their best three players are just real young players Cleveland, I think, will be back in the playoffs. I think they'll be, be a tad bit better than they were last year because they will have more experience. And I think those two players, you know, they will be a year older, and I think they will be better. Um, you know, Denver, they signed Justin Holiday. He played for the Mavs last year. He'll be fine. He's not, he's not anything exciting, but they have to replace uh, uh, Bruce Brown, who went to Indiana. Is he as good as Bruce Brown? No, he's not. But... Is he better than a 20-something million dollar a guy that you didn't have the money? Is it better than nothing? Yeah, Justin Holidays not. I would rather have Justin Holiday at a one-year deal, probably for the minimum over Reggie Bullock. That's just me, probably. I don't know. Detroit, they've only gotten Monte Morris. They've not really done much, but they're a young team. They should be decent um, if Cam Kate Cunningham, Cunningham could play. And I'm sure he can. I think they'll probably just hold him out to lose games. I think he'll be fine. Um, Golden State, they got Chris Paul in a trade. Curious to see how that works. Um, you know, Golden State likes to move the ball, run a lot. Chris Paul's a little bit older. Maybe he plays fewer minutes. Maybe the offense changes when he's on the court. I don't know. I think they'll be fine, though. I think they'll be a good team. The problem with Golden State... And we'll have to just see if it, you know, if something changes. Last year, uh, Jordan Poole gave him nothing, Andrew Williams gave him nothing, and Klay Thompson gave him nothing. At some point, if Klay Thompson doesn't get better, then Golden State will decline. If Andrew Wiggins doesn't show up, then Golden State will not do as well as they did two years prior or the season prior when they won the title. You know, if Golden State had the same year that they had. You know past season as they did too, Dallas would have had a chance against them in the Western Conference Finals But you know they those guys Jordan Poole and You know Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. They showed up and they won a title Last year those guys didn't show up so they ship out Jordan Poole and they bring in Chris Paul So Wiggins and Thompson are gonna have to show up if they don't show up. They're not gonna finish where I feel like they could, and maybe I'll change that. You know, maybe we'll see, I don't know. Houston, this is the interesting one. Um, They signed not only Van Vliet, but Dylan Brooks and Jacques Landel. Um, You know, Dylan Brooks got more money than people thought he should have. I don't know, maybe it is a little too much, 20 million a year. I'm not one of those guys who dislikes Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks basically talked trash to LeBron and he wasn't big enough to guard him. And he sort of had his, you know, rear end handed to him. But that doesn't mean he's a bad player. That just means he talked trash to a guy. You know, he was talking trash and his game couldn't back it up. But I don't think it's a bad. You know, Houston has to spend money somewhere. You have to have a salary floor. Maybe, is Dylan Brooks too much? Maybe. You know, is Van Vliet getting paid too much? I don't know, maybe. It's only a three-year deal. Dylan Brooks is only a four-year deal. Um, You know, Houston, at some point, has got to pay their draft picks to, uh, I believe it's maybe Oklahoma City for the... Uh, Russell Westbrook trade at some point. They've got to start paying those draft picks to somebody I can't remember but I think this upcoming season their their pick is top four protected and I think Houston's ready to try to win basketball games. Um, I Do like that and this when people when you say this about Dylan Brooks People will probably laugh but I do like that you signed three guys that are like adults in the room, right? You put three guys out there that have played playoff games, right? Van Vliet won a title. Right? You know, Dylan Brooks has played in a lot of playoff games. Uh, Jock, Jock Landau's played in a lot of playoff games. These guys know how to play basketball, right? Whether they're the best at what they do or not doesn't really matter. They, they've played in big games. Um, you know, at some point, Jalen Green's got to grow up, he's got to play within a team. You know, Shingun's a good player. I think he already knows how to. He just needs to, you know, mature, you know, get better. He's a young player. You know, Jabari Smith is a good player. He it's a you know, you put Van Vliet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, and Jock Landau out on the court. It's not a bad five. Are you gonna win a title? No. But I think they can compete for a play in. I really do. I think Houston's done a pretty good job. I think you know they got the the guy that everybody uh, the the guy that fell to number twenty in the draft. Um, I've already forgotten his name, but like I said, he he had a, apparently a knee injury that other teams were scared about, and it wasn't just Dallas. And like I said, the fact that teams like the Lakers, the Heat, and the Warriors all passed on him. And then to say, oh, Dallas should have drafted him at 12. I don't know, man. There's a lot of teams that people think front office is a heck of a lot smarter than Dallas. And they passed on him as well. So Houston at 20, it was their second first round pick. You take a shot at it. And they did. And if it turns out worked for them, that's great. But if it's not, it was the number 20 pick. So you don't lose a ton. You still got your you know, the, the, I think the Thompson guy, one of the Thompson brothers, so, <coughs> so, I think Houston's done pretty good, I, I, you know, like I said, I know people complain about that Dylan Brooks contract, but, you know, in basketball, it's only four years, probably, if you, if you don't like them in three years, you could probably, you know, trade them as an expiring, but, at some point, you know, Houston's going to have to spend money and they're going to have to start paying off draft picks that they owe and you can't finish last every year. So, um, Indiana, they signed Bruce Brown, and they got um, Obi Toppin in a trade. Not too bad. They're still a, a uh, rebuilding team. They've done pretty good. Uh, you know, Carlisle's the coach. I, I don't know if he's the best coach for rebuilding, but he, he did okay. Uh, teaching guys like Dorian and Maxie how to win. You just, he, just some things about him uh, annoy me when he's coaching a young team, but I digress. Anyhow, Indiana, maybe they compete for play in. I don't know. They're not going to be terrible, so we'll see. Uh, Miles Turner is going to have to get on the floor. If he doesn't, you know, at some point they're going to trade him away and be excited about it. You know, the Clippers, they got K.J. Martin in a trade with the Rockets. Wish Dallas would have done that. I love K.J. Martin. I, I think he's a good player who doesn't make a lot of money. You know, they're keeping Westbrook and Plumlee. That's They have a pretty good team. What's going to decide whether they're a great team or not is whether George and Kawhi can play. They have good players. They're all overpaid. Um. And just at some point, their stars are going to have to show up and play. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. So it's just a wait-and-see type thing. Uh, The Lakers signed a ton of guys. They signed Cam Reddish. It would have been neat to take a flyer on him. Um, You know, some people believe he's been a journeyman for a reason. I don't know. Uh, Sometimes... You, when you look at a guy and you say, oh, he couldn't make this. You know, sometimes a team like Dallas has a lot of bad players. And you could use a guy like Cam Reddish because he's probably better than some of something that you have. I'd rather have him Reggie Bullock. Sorry. Reggie was awful last year. He better turn around. Torian Prince is a guy Dallas wanted. Um, he's probably just trying to ring chase at this point. Um, Jackson Hayes was an interesting pickup. I, I would like that would have been neat to see Dallas grab him, play him at the four. But he's not like a great player, he's just super athletic. Um, they kept Rui Hachimura, they kept D'Angelo Russell, and they kept Austin Reeves. The one guy that's interesting, Gabe Vincent, um, that's an, it goes back to the Struce. Just because he was good on Miami doesn't mean he's going to be good on your team. Um like I said, we see it all the time. I I'm curious to see how it turns out. You know, Miami against Boston, guys like Vincent and Martin and Struess were fantastic. But once they got they played Denver, those guys didn't show up and Denver won in five. And none of some of those games weren't even close, right? I don't know if Gabe Vincent is the guy to... I know Lakers fans are stoked about it because how he played in the Boston series. But man, he had one good series. That doesn't mean he's a great player. Um, You know, like Satorian Prince is somebody who I think everybody likes. But other than that, I don't know. But in saying all that, I do think they get a top six spot in the playoffs. So... I just don't think that's good enough to beat Denver again, right? I, d- I don't think they've done anything to, you know, D'Angelo Russell is who he is. He's not, we saw him last year on the Lakers, right? Rui is who he is. We saw him last year on the Lakers. So I'm just not sure how much you improve. They improved, but I'm not sure how much. So I don't know. Um, Memphis, they got Marcus Smart, like I said, they got their signing, they signed Derrick Rose. Um, Derrick Rose is a, at the end of his career. I don't know how much he's going to be playing. Obviously, Marcus Smart's a good get. Um, you know, they like I said, they'll be they'll probably be a top sixteen. Um, I think I sort of undervalued them last year, and they finished better. So they would. I think they would have to have some injuries. You know, they're going to get Brandon Clark back at some point. You know, he missed a lot of the year with an injury. They're going to get Stephen Adams back, I believe, um, who is important to their team because I think it protects sort of Jaron Jackson from having to do a lot of work. And I think they're just going to be a solid team. They're well-coached. Um, their coach is smart. He knows what he's doing. Jaw's going to get like a 25-game suspension, but they'll still win a bunch of games without him because they know how to play. Uh, you know, Miami – They got Josh Richardson. He's been there before. Eh, he's okay. They got Thomas Bryant, who has sort of turned into this journeyman who can't – who say he can't defend. That's why he's not um, doing so well uh, or become a journeyman. But supposedly Miami's in on the Damian Lillard. We'll see. Um, You know, they – Miami's summer league team played and that that guy they drafted I I can't remember his name. He played like UCLA man that guy He's a scorer. I I do believe that I, I think he'll get a shot to get out there and play and you know, they still have hero and This guy I I think he's a legitimate NBA player in his rookie year. He He could be this sort of dark horse um, I don't want to say rookie of the year. I think everybody's already given the rookie of the year to Wimbanyama. But again, let's see Wimbanyama against professionals. Um, you know this guy they got is a is a big. He's a wing and he can score. I'm interested to see him on Miami. I don't know. I, I, that's an interesting draft. It's a good draft pick. i um, Milwaukee. You know they're bringing back Middleton. They're bringing back Brook Lopez. They're bringing back Jay Crowder. They signed Robin Lopez. Brooks brother obviously I think he's been on their team before and Malik Beasley who's a he's a good player he's nothing to write home about but eh, it's not bad Milwaukee's gonna go as Giannis Holiday and um, Middleton go if those three guys are healthy I think they can beat anybody if one of those guys is out then that's it I don't think they can so think they're gonna struggle so they all got to be healthy Um, Minnesota signed Troy Brown yeah they you know they're bringing back Alexander Walker I think they got him in a trade last year they gave Anthony Edwards an extension they got shake Milton yeah they're yeah I don't know I think Dallas is better than Minnesota I don't know that's just me Um, New Orleans they signed Cody Zeller that's all you know they they Gave Herb Jones a four-year deal, but they, you know, they they had a lot of young players. I think they're relying on getting better, and they just hoping Zion's going to show up, and play. New York got Divincenzo, which is neat because he's playing with some of his Villanova teammates. Oklahoma City got Oladipo and Patty Mills in trades, which is interesting. Um, again, it's to me, it's like Oladipo's. In his second stint with OKC, he played with OKC a while back. Um, Patty Mills is a good veteran. Um, you know, they're going to have adults in the room at some point. Oklahoma City needs to start trying to win, and I think they probably do it this year. Um, Orlando brought in Joe Ingles. Eh, Orlando's still a rebuilding team, so, I, I mean, you just – just collect assets if you're Orlando, and try to get to the play-in. Um, Philadelphia brought in Patrick Beverly. Rumor has it James Harden wants out. I don't think he'll be traded. I think that I think he'll end the season on Philly, and then I think he's a free agent. So we'll see. Phoenix you've got Bradley Bill, uh, Bates, Diop, Drew Eubanks, Eric Gordon, Metu, and Wananabe, they I basically signed a bunch of one-year deals. Um, you know, they kept Damian Lee and Josh Akogi. The To me, the big one outside of Bradley Bill, obviously, is the Eric Gordon. I thought that was a good get. I don't think Drew Ebanks is anything. I do like too. They got Metu. I thought I wanted Dallas to sort of go after him. Um, Juananabe, some people like him because he's a decent shooter. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Phoenix, I think Phoenix will win a lot of regular season games just based on the amount of say, talent they have, you know, with Durant and Booker and Ayton. I think where Phoenix will struggle will be the playoffs. Um, I don't think they have a really good point guard. I know some people probably say, well, Eric Gordon's going to be that. I, to me, Eric Gordon's not your typical point guard who gets others involved type like like chris paul i think they need a guy like chris paul on their team ironically and i i just they've got a bunch of guys who are talented scorers but they don't make their teammates better and i'm just curious how that's going to play out when the playoffs roll around i think you can win a lot of regular season games like that i still think you can win a lot of playoff games like that that's maybe that's just me I don't. I know some people will tell me I'm a hater. I like I said. I think they'll finish with probably the second or third best record in the West because they will win a lot. I just want to see it in the playoffs. I, I I don't know. They didn't do so great against Denver, and I Chris Paul was hurt, so they didn't have anybody to pass the ball. I, Cameron Payne to me isn't an NBA player. Like he he survived this long for somehow. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I'll put my standings together later, September-ish, and, you know, we'll see. Portland, all they've done is re Jeremy Grant. Obviously, the story's about Damon Lillard. We'll see how that goes, um, if he is traded, who he's traded to. I don't know. Sacramento, um, they've just brought back a bunch of guys. Uh, they signed a, a European guy. I don't really know who it is. Apparently, he's a pretty decent player. But, I don't know. We'll see. I I think Sacramento will be just fine. I think they'll be better than they were last year. But I think the West will be better as well. So, you know, whether they win the same amount of games, I don't know. But I think Sacramento will be a good team. San Antonio, they... uh, you know, just got a bunch they didn't really do anything their whole thing is they're rebuilding so I don't really expect them to do much Toronto the, the one thing the McDaniels um, I, I thought Dallas should have targeted him I thought they could have got him Dallas unfortunately they 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 stick with one guy and they they don't go they can't see anybody else and uh, stuff like they have plan A but they don't have plan B or C and if plan A doesn't work out then there are no plans and that I thought McDaniels would have been a good get for Dallas, and he didn't sign for very much. And I thought that's one guy Dallas could have gone after, they could have had, and he could have made a difference. Um, they re-signed Pirtle, and they got Schroeder. They lost Van Vliet. I, I don't know. Toronto, to me, I just I, they're, to me, in their mediocre train. That's where they are. They're on the mediocre train, and they're just going to be mediocre again. Uh, Utah. They got John Collins. They re signed Jordan Clarkson. Basically, you're going to be as good as marketing. Collins will get you, right? Do you start Kessler, Collins, and marketing? It would be an interesting team to see. Maybe they do. I don't know. But to me, Utah is a bottom five team in the West. Um,. They might have a hot start like they did. Remember, they had a really hot start this past season and then that fell off real fast. I could see. I don't see them having the hot start and that's why I see them finishing in the bottom five again. Washington, obviously they got Jordan Poole. They got Landry Schammett and they got Tyus Jones. Um, Gallinari is the guy they picked up also on trade. Washington is rebuilding. For whatever reason, they brought back Kuzma. (laughs) I don't know why Kuzma wanted to stay. Whatever. Um, Washington needs to be a bottom five team. So, I don't think they really owe anybody any picks. I think they really didn't get a ton of picks in any of their trades. So, they basically just need to be bad. And they probably will be. I think they'll be bottom three in the west i don't see them being that good at all i think jordan Poole will probably score 30 plus a game but i also think jordan Poole will shoot 20 plus shots a game and he'll shoot a lot of three-pointers a lot of bad threes he'll shoot 10 plus threes and he'll shoot eight plus twos and he'll like i said he'll probably average 30 a game but they're going to lose a lot of basketball games, So, and they need to. So anyhow, that's my summary of free agency. Obviously, there's still guys to be signed, but nothing really major anymore. Like I said, I think probably P.J. Washington might be the best free agent available at this point. I, I'm sure there's another guy I'm not thinking about that probably is better, but um, I'm hoping Dallas ends up with somebody like P.J. Washington – and they, you know, if they get PJ. Washington and nothing else, I, I think it's, I think it's okay. So I'll probably do another pod. I probably won't do another pod till, like I said Sunday. It'll be after the Summer League game and after Thursdays, um, when you can make an offer. And then that team has like three days to match. So I figured Dallas will make an offer Thursday. And that team will have decided by Sunday to match or not, or make a trade. So hopefully we'll know more by Sunday of what Dallas' team looks like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. And if you could, rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. And I appreciate those who stuck around on this pod. It's a little bit longer than normal. But I do appreciate those who stuck around. And until next time, we'll see you later.